the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Take 10 Conversation. We hold weekly talking about a mental health issue as it affects caregivers and others. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host for Take 10, Carol Zerniel, Executive Director of the Wellman Charitable Foundation. She's past chair of the Board of Directors of the National Council on Aging and has nearly 30 years or more in the caregiving field. Dr. Jamie Heisman is Chief Compassion Officer, Project Omega for Wellman Medical Management, a nationally known psychotherapist and expert on caregiving and addictions as well. And Carol, you have a great topic to kick this off. Well, thank you. It's nice to be with you. And my topic is really good, refers back to the caregiving experience I recently had for the past six months where I've you know, been in and out. And so during that time, it was like I was living in a different world. I don't think I realized that as much until I, I came back to work and working full time and supposedly everything is going on is normal. And so, Jamie, I'm curious, why do I feel like I wasn't in a different world, but why is, does my experience feel like I was someplace else while the rest of the world went on around me? You know, Carol, I think you were. I mean, we often say what state we're in. Basically, the caregiver is in an altered state of consciousness. I mean, you enter caregiving. I mean, you're a fabulous, you know, brilliant professional gerontologist. You run a large charity in a, in a major way. You're a senior corp person, well-med. Look at all these things that, that you are and who you are. And the next thing you know, in an organic sort of way, you're, you're sacrificing a lot. And you're doing it without even consciousness. It's almost an unconscious sacrifice where your career, your business, your work, your, your husband, your, you know, your, sac- your, I don't know, for caregivers, their finances, they, they just start peeling off like an onion, you know, the, a layer at a time and their, their emotional health and mental health starts going. And at the end of the day, you do find yourself in a sort of silo. And it's unfortunate because when you find yourself in a silo, sometimes it's often too late. And that's why I think that we have to look at ways to be doing prevention somebody like you or some caregiver who does have their whole world taken over by this, this silo of caregiving and realize that there are ways that they can be mindful of not going there because it is almost like a black and white thing. And I imagine coming out for you, I mean, has been a real culture shock. How do you re go ahead, Carol. I'm sorry. No, Go ahead, Ron. I was going to say, Jamie, how can you then stay connected during that caregiving portion or simply try to reconnect after you're through with the caregiving? Well, I think there's, you you probably put your finger on it right there, Ron. I mean, I honestly believe you have to stay connected throughout the caregiving process. You have to be mindful that Carol is an inevitable state that she's talking about. And here's a pro that knows more about caregiving than most people, certainly more than me. And and she, she oversees it. And yet it kind of takes you by a storm because it's your father, your mother, your sister, 
somebody you love, and that's kind of an altered state. When you're like dealing as me as a psychologist with patients, right? I can often keep my boundaries. Um, and Carol probably could do a great job too with the huge, well, my charitable foundation. But when it is your own person, you, you almost go into a trance state. So I think we have to be aware as caregivers that we are sacrificing social connections. We are sacrificing physical and emotional health. And before we sacrifice it too much, how do we stay connected, right? How do we get the attention of, of a solid group? I don't know if it's faith-based, if it's groups, if it's some of the things we, we stay tethered to in our lives. But we have to be mindful that we don't need to really totally withdraw from all social connections and then have to wake up from that altered state. And it is a strategy. And I know it's more difficult to do than for me to say, but I think that as we're losing things, that's an intervention we need to do. But as a prevention, we probably need to be very much mindful of what we go into. So we know when we come out, we can come out, you know, without that culture shock. Now for for folks who may have just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Jamie Heisman. And Carol Zerniel, and we're talking about uh, the disconnect that occurs while you're caregiving. Uh, and Carol, did you make an effort to stay connected? I would have to say yes. You know, I do work with uh, professionals in the caregiving space. And so I had people checking up on me and, and talking to me. Um, but what I found coming back, particularly coming back to work, is that you know, when people say, how are you doing? They don't really, most of them don't really want to know. And so you have this impetus where you want to say, you want to say something about this experience that you, you, you know, really focused on for all these months, but A, it may not be appropriate. They may not want to hear. And so, you know, you're kind of juggling this, who am I now? Do I talk about, do I really talk about what I, what I'm feeling and have been doing, or do I just ignore all of that and just kind of get back in my lane? What did you do? Well, I, you know, I think it's a little bit of both, but, but I'm curious if there's, if there's a way, you know, what's, um, what might be the, the better strategy uh, for caregivers who are listening? I think, um, personally, I'm going to throw this out to you, and I hate to keep going back to my old field. I mean, it was good for me. I was a troubled kid, right? And I got into therapy, and I somehow was turned on to this connected therapeutic world. But I think that we really have to have somebody who's good, a therapist, a safe place, you know, Carol, if we're a caregiver, and, and be able somebody who can reflect back to us somehow who we are in that non-judgmental, safe environment. And it somehow can keep us tethered maybe somewhat to the world because at the end of the day, this person is a reflective, non-judgmental person. They know who we are. And we can then, as if we start losing those social connections or we start losing our health and our, our, our physical and our mental health, and if we start getting more anxious, that we can help them to help us to begin reaching out, let's say, to others along the way in a meaningful sort of way. I'm sure you did exactly what you did. I mean, you're connected to everybody in this whole world. But in our mind, we get reprioritized, right? So we go into some trans state. And so we need somebody to safe place to reestablish who we are, whether it's with our loved ones or social connections, work, um, our own health. But I think that's the thing. That's the secret sauce, if you're asking me. I think we need a safe person, place, geriatric care manager, social worker, psychologist, somebody throughout the process to keep us level set with this world. 
Yeah, and and I would agree with you if uh, if I was sitting down talking to a, a group of caregivers, you know, I think what we would find is that there is so much of caregiving that's an internal journey. And that really occurred to me along the way that, you know, you are coming face to face with, um, you know, life and death and your own beliefs and meaning and relationships. And it's very much an internal journey besides all those external caregiving duties that you have. And while you can sort of process the, the, the journey and what you did, it's harder to process what it means to you um, and to move forward. I, I would agree. And I'm going to jump in here because I have a patient of mine right now who has done this sort of Rambo traumatic journey for years and never talked to a soul. And now she's finally talking and connecting. And to your point, I think when you can share this journey with trusted people, right, people who care about your well-being, those who do want to hear, you know, not the ones that say, how's it going, like you're saying, and they can't bear witness to your pain, but those who do want to hear, and, and they have to be a select crew. I call them the family of choice. I think once we have them, I think then we can share this journey. We can connect with it. And we start going south or starting to do things that we didn't do before. We can get those people, maybe it's three or four people, okay, to have us in this mindful journey of ourselves and yet stay connected to them and discuss it. Remember that painting of the silent screen? That seems to be a lot of people in caregiving, that they just get silent and scream and no voice comes out. But in this patient I'm thinking about, she's getting great. She's getting well. She's almost 40 years old, but she's finally talking to trusted people. And I think what you're saying, that's what we need. And support groups are really helpful. They're lily pad to that. And they may well be all we can get. But I think that's the principle is getting those people around us. Just have a few seconds left, Jamie, before we go. How common is this? Should caregivers who often feel like the Lone Ranger is this a common experience? Oh, it is. And Carol is, you know, she's got deep, definite awareness. I mean, this is her world. So she's understanding the difference and questioning it. And I think it's a great question. So I think it is very much so. And I think we could put, and the caregiver who's listening could put a preventative plan, just listening to Carol, learning from her experiences, that chances are they're going to be going through exactly the same thing of how they invigorate, how they stay connected to people, how they make sure their mental and medical health stays okay, how they get mindful, even rest. All these things, like Carol says, are very internal. Bingo. And if you isolate, you're done. Thank you, Dr. Jamie. Thank you, Carol. I'm Ron Aaron. Take 10. We'll catch you next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.